best piece of advice I was given is to never forget what it feels like to be on the other side of the desk. Right. So as a as a teacher, man, if I'm understanding my students and their cultural background, what they bring to the classroom and tapping into the, the, the things, the areas, the music, the cultural expressions that they are accustomed to, if I'm able to learn that and then incorporate that into my pedagogy, I think it, it makes me a better leader, it makes me a better listener, it makes me a better person because it's not just surrounded around me, the one who is dispensing the wisdom from on high, but I'm also incorporating students into that process. Yes, I am um, I'm teaching them, but I'm also getting to know you as well. You're listening to another Cairn 10 on the road where we bring our alumni back inside Cairn University in just 10 minutes. But this time, we're right down the road in the city of Philadelphia with alumnus Joel Gaines. Joel is principal of the city school in the Northern Liberty section of the city, and I'm really excited to visit here today. I've known Joel and his wife Tia for close to five years now, and they've been a great help serving on our alumni council, providing insights into the work we're doing in alumni relations and now we look to Joel to hear some insights on what's happening from his vantage point in the world of education as well as some of his experience. Joel, thanks for letting me be here today. Absolutely, Nate. Glad to have you here. So why don't you start us off, uh, talk a little bit about your experiences. There have been many of them in education <coughs> in general. Yeah, um, uh, it's, been, it's been a journey. It's been an exciting journey. Um, the Bible talks about God creating different good works for you to walk in and post uh, graduating from Karen that's exactly what has taken place so uh, I always found it to be it was a value of mine to be a believer in the public square uh, so gr upon graduating from Karen I went to a public school district in uh, Delaware where I got my first teaching assignment from Shout out to Reverend Lavina Smith. Uh, my first assignment was at a seventh and eighth grade social studies class. She uh, gave me my first job. She actually was a, a pastor at my church, and she was also a principal within that school district, a public school district. And she modeled for me what it looked like to be a believer um, in the public square. Um, and from there, I came up to the Philadelphia School District, again, public school, finding that value to show uh, what it looks like to be a believer and to do things uh, with excellence or at least striving for that. So I was in the Philadelphia School District at a great school, had another phenomenal principal there who I was in the classroom, but she also gave me administrative duties. Uh, always found it interesting and desired to be a principal. Uh, so she allowed for that and uh, had a great time there at a school that most people actually spend mo much of their career trying to get to and I left to go to a charter school in North Philadelphia uh, that was being taken over by a charter organization. Uh, but I really resonated with their mission and vision. Um, they were they took over a school that was 9% and 11% proficient on the state testing, uh, civil rights issue of that time, and I wanted to be a part of that and thoroughly enjoyed my experience there. Now, while I was there, I lost seven boys to gun violence, and it had an impact on my heart in such a way that I wanted to be explicit about my faith. For me, I never hid the fact that I was a Christian in either the previous two uh, public schools. However, for me, it was it is also a desire to be able to discipline from a Christian perspective, to partner with families who had similar values and 
to be able to celebrate and enjoy what it looks like to live out the gospel. Now, again, you're in education, so you're dealing with all the, you know, students were on different spectrums. You're dealing with families, but it was great to, in many ways, uh, I would say shepherd and partner and pastor with, with uh, families, the idea of coming alongside for the betterment of their child. So I was at uh, Delaware County Christian School for four years um, under leadership that I was very thankful to be connected with. Uh, a mature school, a school that was actually the rival school of my high school. I uh, never thought that I would be at D.C., particularly because I went to the Christian Academy. Shout out to the Christian Academy. Um, and I just have friends now who are just starting to talk to me because now I'm not at D.C. Uh, but I, I enjoyed my experience there as well. But then the Lord opened up opportunity for me to come to the city school, which I'm very thankful for as well. We're in a new building in the gentrified area of the city, um, uh, actually a block and a half down the street. I used to play uh, while my mom was getting her hair done. Um, so it's pretty cool to be in a space where uh, I'm familiar uh, around students who are extremely uh, bright, who are... Um, I believe some of the smartest kids in the world because of what they have to navigate before coming to even this building, the things that they have to, uh, train routes or bus routes or trolley routes that they have to, that they know like the back of their hands. And you have some adults who have no idea, even know how to get on public transportation. And, and my, my kids are incredible and they apply that not only to what happens outside of this building, but also what is going on inside. So it's great to be, to, to have that experience in public ed, private, charter, um, but I'm very, very thankful to be where I'm at now. I wanted to come back more to the city school in just a second, yeah. but maybe just to kind of bridge these, these two things we're talking about. I'm just thinking, imagine you had a, the opportunity to talk to some new um, education students who are just about, I mean, you, you and I, I was ed, ed major too, and you remember yeah. that when it was student teaching, yeah. Dr. McCullough was building it up and yeah. everybody's all nervous. What's their placement going to be based on all the experiences you've had? What would you say to them? What, what are some of the things you've learned that might help guide them? Yeah, you, that's, that's a great question. Um, and I would love to have the opportunity to come to speak to some, <laughs> some students. Uh, we actually had some students from Karen when we opened up the school. Uh, they came down uh, with Kaz and his group. He oh, brought yeah. his urban studies group cool. down um, and was able to chat with them for a minute. Uh, I, I would say that context matter. Uh, to be contextualized matters. Uh, to be a good teacher, you must first be a good student. And as being, uh, with, with being a good student, it's understanding your context. Now, I'm in an urban context, and I love it. Um, and so with that, it's learning my neighborhood. It's learning the surrounding areas. It's doing exactly what the Bible calls us to do, which is to love God and to love our neighbors. And how do we do that well? Well, we have to be among our neighbors. In my context, urban context, the way that I teach, I need to know my students. What are they into? What are they talking about? What is their experience? Am I willing to, which I was the best piece of advice I was given is to never forget what it feels like to be on the other side of the desk. Right. So as a as a teacher, man, if I'm understanding my students and their cultural background, what they bring to the classroom and tapping into the, the, the things, the areas, the music, the cultural expressions that they are accustomed to, if I'm able to learn that and then incorporate that into my pedagogy, I think it, it makes me a better leader. It makes me a better listener. It makes me a better 
person because it's not just surrounded around me, the one who is dispensing the wisdom from on high, but I'm also incorporating students into that process. Yes, I am um, I'm teaching them, but I'm also getting to know you as well. Joe, would you have a recommendation for a book for someone who is interested in or is involved with urban education? The first book that we're going through for in our professional learning community okay. yeah. uh, for white folks who teach in the hood and the rest of y'all too. So it's important, you know, the, you know, it grabs you the 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 first, you know, the the title. But we're talking about how um, this idea of reality pedagogy, how ethnicity, race, and culture impact our classrooms. Um, and my my own biases that I bring to the classroom. How does that how does that communicate it to my students? How am I listening to my students? How am I uh, drawing from their experiences? It's a it's a great book. Dude by the name of Chris, uh, Christopher M. Den. He's at the Teachers College in Columbia, a professor up there. Like a lot of good stuff that we're teasing out. And it's hard, it's difficult. You know, race uh, is a topic we don't want to talk about, but we can. Mm -hmm. We can because Jesus did. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible does. And particularly in this, in the polarized political world that we live in, if the church is not addressing these things, man, we are not living in the fullness of the gospel, I believe, you know, where that idea of Revelation 7, 9, like that will be, that will, every tribe, nation, tongue will be coming together. What does it look like to have a snapshot of that here on earth? And what does that look like within the Christian school? So Yeah, well, it's great to have that book recommendation, Joel. I'm sure people would find that helpful. If you comment on this podcast on social media, we will enter you into a drawing for the book that Joel mentioned and be happy to send that out to you. So back to the city school then, uh, just taking a, a last minute here. What have you seen? What's special about this particular place, the city school? I, I can say a lot about the city school. Being in um, uh, the greatest city <laughs> in the world, uh, Philadelphia, but it's more the aroma that comes from this place. Um, you have a family atmosphere that is in pursuit of ac academic excellence. You have a team of of teachers that care deeply about their students, who care about their craft, who are growing uh, as uh, uh, together. That's kind of our, our theme is to grow together um, along with our students. Uh, but so the academic pursuit, the, the, the pursuit of academic excellence, the uh, willingness to tackle hard topics. So we're talking about race, ethnicity, cultural diversity within our classrooms and we're wrestling with what that looks like but we're doing that because we can. Uh, we want to be a place that is uh, that is willing to 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 pursue hard things because we because we're in pursuit of a, a good God. Um, so because uh, Christ is is what we're rooted in, um, we feel like that's what makes us distinct. And you have to come check us out. It's one thing to, to talk about. It's a whole other thing to experience. Well, thanks for letting me visit today, Joel. Thank you, alumni, as always, for listening. Today's a great day also for you, if you're listening to this and you're an alum, to think about supporting the Cairn Fund. You've heard a bit from one of our alumni who is deeply impacting the church, society, and the world in his role as a principal at a Christian school. So if you haven't already, go to cairn.edu give to make a gift. And here's why. 
We have plenty of undergraduate students studying education, mm -hmm. just like Joel did, just like I did, so many others. And so your gift supports their studies at Cairn and positions them to be the upcoming leaders in the realm of education. And you've heard from an, uh, an alum today who's deeply impacting the world of Christian education, as well as others in the past. So thanks for listening, and stay tuned, if you like, for Joel's Cairn 10. <laughs>